0: welcome to the crimson flow ministry podcast episode number 12 hello i'm charles caps in addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directories such as itunes and spotify and others we invite you to visit our website at charlescaps all one word in lowercase letters and you can easily find every podcast on twitter at charlescaps19 amen proverbs 23 and 23 instructions to to buy the truth and to sell it not I mean when you find truth and you buy it you ho- you don't go to the pawn shop and and, and, and uh, get a loan against it and let it uh, expire and, and lose your lose your possession you can't do that folks when you buy the truth you sell it not also you got to buy and not sell wisdom and instruction and and, understanding. and, man, when you start stacking these up and, and get that understanding, amen, it's, it's a blessed thing. Now, we're going to try to do a little bit of this as we move to the message, find some truth, find some wisdom, find some instruction, and find some understanding, amen? So let's turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. And I know that this is, um, this is some of your favorite uh, scriptures here. And we're going to read these, but that's not what the message is going to be about. We'll start with verse 8. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So let us understand that the word of God is true, and there's no lie in it. And we are saved by grace, by the favor of God, through faith. Amen. And that not of ourselves, it's the gift of our Father of God. Now, not of works, lest any man should boast. you got to understand there's nothing that you and I can do to earn this salvation uh, through what we could perform in our bodies, our minds, our hearts. It, it's impossible for us to obtain this salvation that way. Amen? Now, verse 10, we want to start picking it up right here. It says, for After we understand that salvation is through grace, by faith, or by grace through faith, and it's not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, and that we can't do anything to earn it. For, now, we are his workmanship. Who is his? That would be our fathers. That would be Jehovah. Amen. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen. We are his, God's workmanship created in Yeshua, you unto good works. Now you folks that scream and holler every time you hear worse, no, 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 not a worse, not a worse, you know, and you won't listen, you, you plug up your ears, you know, you no, 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 I ain't listening. It ain't worse, can't be worse, never be worse, you know. And I just got to say that you're not understanding the Bible, and you certainly don't read the Bible, um, and you don't understand what good works are. Good fruit is or bad works or bad fruit. I mean, all you got to do is read and unplug them ears. Amen. And listen, I'll just say it. And if it offends you, works, 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 good stuff. Amen. For we are his workmanship, created in Yeshua HaMashiach unto good works, which the Father God, Jehovah, hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. Now, what are we walking in? The good works. Amen. We're walking in the good works. Uh, we're not walking in a greasy grace that allows us to continue in sin. No, we're not walking in a grace that allows you to say, oh, I'm saved, and sit down and do absolutely nothing to not help your neighbor in need, uh, uh, amen, to clothe the poor. There's a calling and a commission upon being a child of God, and if you think sitting on your rear end is what it's all about, you're wrong. Get up. Get busy. Get busy. Get busy. Amen. Do something good for our Savior. Amen for our Father. Now, let's read that again. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. And of course, we're talking about the good works. And then in verse 11, he says, uh, Paul says, Wherefore? Because I just established all of this, that we're saved by grace through faith and not of works, and it's the gift of God. Because I've said all this, but also because I've said that we're created in Christ Jesus, our Father has created us in Christ Jesus unto good works, that we should walk with them. Wherefore now? And because of that, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. Amen. I just want to pause right there, and I want to tell you the church is not a Gentile church. Amen. God didn't call us because we were Gentiles. Listen, the household of Cornelius, he was a devout man and he prayed much and he gave alms and his prayers and his alms came up before God as a memorial. Not because Cornelius was Gentile Cornelius, but because his prayers and alms were a memorial. It's not so much your ethnicity as it is how you worship the God of creation. Hallelujah. Amen? So therefore, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, meaning that uh, there was something with you that uh, uh, separated you from the household or the commonwealth of Israel, and we'll read on. Wherefore, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision, By that which is called the circumcision and the flesh made by hands. Now we're talking about the Jews or Israel here against the nations. Gentiles means of the nations. Every nation that is not Israel is Gentile. Amen. And so now Paul goes on to say, you know, you weren't doing the commandments of God the circumcision re- refers to that amen And you, you know, but that's not our purpose here amen that at that time you were without Christ at that time you were without Hamishia the Savior, the Messiah you were without Hamishia being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God In the world, amen? Now, aliens, uh, the best description that I love of that means a non-participant. You couldn't participate. You could not participate in how Israel worshipped and served God because you were without the promise, amen? And it was like you weren't allowed to be there because over and over and over, uh, as the children of Israel came out of the Egypt into the promised land, uh, or towards the promised land, our father told them, said, when you come into the land that I give you that's flowing with milk and honey, you don't take uh, their daughters to be your wives, and you don't take uh, their gods. uh, Don't bring any god before me. Don't don't get some silver and some gold. Deck it out on some wood, some stock, and and set it up and think that that's uh, how you got delivered out of Egypt. No, 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 don't do that. Our Father has told us time and time again. And listen, it's just as bad in the world, the church world that we live in. I mean, we, we, we've we got stocks. We've got boats. We've got cars. We've got pride. We've got so many things that we worship before we worship Our Father Yehovah, Amen. So it's uh, it means that in times past, you know, uh, you were without Christ, being aliens or non-participants from the Commonwealth of Israel, and strangers. Now you got to also right here remember that you could anybody that wanted to serve Yehovah could convert. From the time they came out of Egypt, they came out as a mixed multitude. There were a lot of Egyptians that said, hey, I'm going with you guys. I've seen what your God can do, and I'm going I'm going to be, your God shall be my God, as Ruth said. Your people shall be my people, amen. All throughout the time of the deliverance until now, God has always made a way for people to serve him. Yes, amen you could convert you could be circumcised you could you know you you could you could serve the god of abraham and of isaac of jacob all through history amen but there remained this there was the jews who had their customs their traditions their dogma and they had thoughts and ideals that excluded the Gentiles, and the Gentiles probably had thoughts and ideals that excluded the Jews. I don't want to do that. You know, both of them probably saying something like that. But look, we're talking here about two different people. Let's read on. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the Commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. Strangers from the covenants of pro- What? That would be prophecy, wouldn't it? Amen? That would be all the prophecies about Yeshua, about Jesus coming. That would be all of the prophecies. Man, that is some good stuff. Amen? And they had to be looking for this Messiah. Sadly, a lot of them missed him. But a lot of them found him. It'll be that way today in the church world. There's a lot of people claiming Christ. They're saying things with their mouth, but their hearts are far from him. But there'll be a remnant. There'll be some people that get it right. I hope you're one of them. I certainly want to be one of them. Amen. Now, verse 13, he said, But now, in Christ Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So, in other words, although you might have been excluded from the Promises in the in, in the ordinances of the Jews, of Israel's service to Jehovah. Even though you may have been excluded now, he's saying you're made nigh by what the blood of Christ. So, in other words, all the things that they the Jews practiced before, as far as ordinances, traditions, dogma, dogma. Amen. All of those things are of no avail. It's the blood of Christ that avails. Amen. So were made nigh by the blood of Christ. He said, for he is our peace. And folks, if you're, if you're reading the Bible, if you're looking at this, you need to read that word peace. Amen? That word peace shows up several times here in the next few verses, and we need to find out what that peace is and walk in that peace. Amen? For he is our peace, who hath made both one and one And hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Now look here. Let me say this. It's pretty simple what we're talking about here. Amen. We're talking about the commonwealth of Israel, the Jews. And we're talking about the Gentiles. That's the subject matter. Jew and Gentile. Circumcision, uncircumcision. Nigh, far off. Amen. Jew and Gentile. That's what the subject matter is. And let me tell you, if you've got a preacher and you've got a church, you've got a denomination, you got a doctrine that says that this verse proves uh, Ephesians 2 and uh, 14 proves that the Ten Commandments are done away with, you are in grave error. The Ten Commandments, God's law has always been good. It's never been wrong, won't ever be wrong, and will always be good. Amen? Look, we're not talking about God's law here. We're not talking about the Ten Commandments. This is, you, you look up on the Internet, research on some of this stuff, and you'll find these guys who are supposedly highly educated saying this verse proves that the Ten Commandments have been done away with. Now, listen. How stupid. Stupid can you be when you're so educated, amen? Ten Commandments, God's law, is not the subject matter here. Let us get it right. Let us understand what is right, amen? And I just got to also tell you that if you're underneath the preacher telling you this means the Ten Commandments are done away with, you need to flee. You need to hurt. Don't go in the house. Don't get your clothes. Run. Run. Run for your life because they're lying prophets and they're sending you to a devil's hell if you follow their lying tongue, their lying words, their lying traditions. Amen. Lying prophets. Amen. Dogs, dumb dogs that can't bark. Amen. But they they find a way to bark up the wrong tree somehow. Look, they can't bark out the truth, but they can bark up a lie. Amen. Now, if if you've got a church, you've got a denomination that tells you that the Ten Commandments are done away with, again, flee, run, go find a place where the Ten Commandments are still practiced. Because see, they're not ever going to be done away with. And You'll never be able to bring other gods before our Father. You'll never be able to make images. You'll never be able to bow down to them. You'll never be able to take his name in vain. Amen? Never, ever going to be able to do these things. There'll never, ever be another Sabbath besides the seventh day of the week. And if they're telling you it's the first day, run. Flee. Gather up your robes. Uh, and 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 gird your loins and run, hallelujah, run, amen. Now, let me read that again. For he is our peace, amen. Who hath made both one? That's the Gentiles and the Jew. He is our peace, who has made both one, the Gentile and the Jew, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, that we can come together as one common people, as one anointed people, one people washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen, that we can come and we can worship and be equal, hallelujah ain't talking about no law. It's not talking about the Ten Commandments. It's not talking about the veil of the temple being rent in twain from the top to the bottom. It's a partition that separated the two people that has now been removed and broken down. Simple. Simple. Amen. Now look. Verse 15 tells us, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, And I like, you know, when I read that word, imitate, there's a lot of times I kind of wonder what it means. The best description that I can give you is hostility. Having abolished, oh yeah, what's that word abolished means? It means discharged from. Having discharged from, having discharged from in his flesh the hostility. The enmity, even the law of commandments, containing ordinances for to making himself of twain one new man, so making peace. There's that word peace again. Those ordinances that were practiced by the Jews, they're not there anymore. Amen. Uh, most people don't have a clue what uh, Yeshua ex- actually mailed to his cross, but you got to understand this: we're talking Talmud and doctrine here. We're not talking about the commandments of the law of God. Certainly, animal sacrifice was nailed, but that's not what we're talking about here. Amen? We're talking about making two peoples one, so making peace. Amen? Now, it's verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity or the hostility thereby, that he might return, have reconcile. Return you both, again, as the Jews and the Gentiles, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace. Hallelujah. Yeshua came, and he preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. To the Jew, nigh. To you, the Gentile, far off. Amen. He preached peace to you. For through him... Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, for through him we both, again, Jew, Gentile, have access by one, 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 one Spirit, amen, unto the Father. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers, amen. You are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Through the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach and the peace that he preached, amen, we have become no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. The saints being here, talking about Israel, of course. But you got to realize that once we come together and we're one people under the blood and the peace of Yeshua HaMashiach, we're all the saints. The saints no longer refers to Israel, but refers to all those of the household of God who have received the peace of Jesus Christ and been washed in his blood. Hallelujah. Amen. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, that's you and me, fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy temple. Who's the temple of God? Where is it? It's you and me. It's our hearts. It's our innermost being. It's not that building made. Amen? So, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in Jesus, amen, in Yeshua, in whom you also are built together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. This is the temple, this is the building, in whom ye also, now we're one people here, in whom ye also are builded together for inhabitation of God, of Jehovah through the Spirit. Isn't that wonderful, folks? Hopefully we got a little something out of this and we learned a little something. Amen? And, uh, but let's understand we're all one people by the blood and the peace of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're the workmanship of God. Under good works. And again, I'm going to say it. If works offends you, works, 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 works. You got to have it, folks. Go read uh, go read James. Go go read anything. Uh, study it. And quit hating it because it's a good thing. We got to have some works and we got to be under that blood of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. And we got to have his peace. And we got to be reconciled. Amen. Returned unto... And there's no difference between Jew and Gentile as Paul continued to preach and teach because we're all one of the household of God. Amen. And we are fitly joined together. Amen. And we're building together for inhabitation unto our Father through his Spirit. We need to say amen, and, and folks, if you if, if you still have that wall of partition up, you need to bring it down. And if you have if you're still far off and you need to get nigh, all you got to do is, is is pray and ask for that peace of Jesus and the application of His blood on your life. And if if you're nigh, if you're one of those and you're still steeped in traditions and you can't let go of them, again, find that peace of God. And find that blood of Jesus Christ. And let it wash away all your mistaken traditions. Amen. Not the law of God, but your mistaken traditions. Hold on to that law. Everybody. Love you. Thank you. Hope you got a little something. And we'll see you on the next episode. Amen.